Welcome. My name is Dennis Deloach, and I'm the host of the Uncle Jim Effect podcast. Welcome to episode number 24. I want to apologize. Last Friday, I did not release an episode. We were traveling back from Florida and uh, got back here to Utah, and we're raring to go. So welcome. I'm so excited. Please uh, subscribe to our podcast if it's giving you any value. Uh, Share with your family and friends. And uh, you can find us now on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're excited about that. We're still continuing to grow. And I've got some exciting news and uh, things that have been uh, transpiring in life. But today, I think, is a really, really important concept, kind of a hidden concept, one that I've absolutely failed at miserably in my life and one that I've actually had as a goal or a personal area improvement that I needed. And boy, did I need it. And today, what we're talking about is carpe diem, or seize the day. And we're going to take that into, we're going to dissect that a little further than just simply the the concept of seize the day, because we want to really examine that statement and find out what it is and how it applies. So let's jump in. So first of all, uh, the quote carpe diem comes from an ancient Roman poet who was born in 65 BC, died in 8 BC. So he looked to be about 57. Again, his name was Horace. And and the whole quote, uh, all we usually hear about is carpe diem. But that quote, it's a sentence. I'm going to read that. It says, carpe diem, quam minimum credula postero. And I'm sure I butchered that that, uh, Latin, but Carpe diem quam minimum credulo postero. And what that translates to is seize the day. Now, that's the part we all know, but here's the interesting part that follows that. And it means trust as little as possible to the future. Seize the day, trust as little as possible to the future. What, what does that mean? That's what we want to talk about today. What does that mean to trust as little as possible to the future? That's an interesting concept. For, let's share with you a quote I found that I think has got a lot of insight uh, into this discussion today. And the quote is by Mark Van Doren. And it says, there is one thing we can do. And the happiest people are those who do it to the limit of their ability." we can be completely present. So the happiest people do it to the limit of their ability, and that means that they are present. What does that mean to be present? To me, what it means to be present, and again, I have been horrible at this over the years. I am better now, but not good. I have got so much room to improve on this, but uh, to me to be present is the rare ability to focus every fiber of your being on whatever it is you're doing at that moment. So if it's talking or listening to someone, it's to act like listening to them is the only thing in life that you were made for. Or if you're doing uh, a task or uh, reading, or working out, or creating a 10x goal, 
being completely present means I've got my phone shut off. I'm in a quiet place. I'm not checking emails. I'm not thinking about something else going on in my life. I literally have to clear my mind and be focused, present, and all encompassed in whatever that task is. Where my weakness has lied is in as I get to know people or uh, talk to people, listen to people. Unfortunately, my OCD and ADHD and all of the abbreviations come to play and I'm trying to think ahead. I'm trying to help solve a problem or I'm trying to think of a solution to the issue or I'm trying to think of something else. I'm trying to balance four or five things at once. And, and that leads to people thinking that, man, this guy doesn't even care about me. He just wants to hear himself talk or he wants to, he's got something else. So if our ability to be present is the ability to step back, take a deep breath and literally focus on nothing but the present. So if we're talking about listening to someone, then that becomes literally taking a deep breath, listening, and truly focusing every fiber of your being on what it is they are trying to say, not what you want to say back to them. And that is something that I've really been trying to work on. Like I said, I'm getting better, but I've got so far to go. But as we can master the ability to be present, we will become so much more effective at everything we do in life, whether it's finances, relationships, business, leadership, uh, developing ourselves intellectually, spiritually, all of those things, it does not matter. The ability to turn on and turn off 100% of our devotion, concentration, and attention to whatever it is we are doing. Uh, so that that's hopefully that's an interesting insight into Carpe Diem. So it sees the day, and I think as we follow that with trust as little as possible to the future, uh, let, let's talk about that. So the, the concept of seizing the day to me is truly the secret to a 10X life or a 10X goal being reached. And, and why do I say that? Well, seizing the day is the only opportunity we have to accomplish anything. Tomorrow never comes. Any results we get in a 10x life or goal down the road have to be realized in the simple daily tasks we do every day. So to get a 10x goal of something 5, 10, 15 years from now has to be realized only in the simple daily tasks that we do that over time add up to equal a 10x goal. And so let's talk about those. Uh, I think, as, as you recall, we talked quite a while ago, I think it was podcast 13, on our six steps to 10x growth and performance. And so I'm going to go back to that. That was the six A's that we talked about. Such an important concept. You can apply it in any area of your life and adapt it. I learned it with my background in football as a uh, player back in college, as a longtime high school coach. And uh, as a entrepreneur, as a, a large dental group owner, as a entrepreneur owner of other companies, uh, 
uh, and as a leader of people. And this is a concept that I've developed over time that absolutely works. And it's a simple way to track and, and to figure out how to accomplish uh, 10x growth and performance. Okay, so let's, what we're going to do just for simplicity, to me, it's always easiest to use the health example or the weight loss, but you can apply it to finances, you can apply it to relationships, you can apply it to a specific goal of uh, trying to do a marathon or trying to reach a million dollars in a savings account or an investment account or trying to learn a language or trying to build a better relationship. Anything that you can think about, you can apply this to, you just have to adapt the principles. So again, it's the six A's. We're gonna apply it specifically today uh to this health example and again but in your mind whatever it is your 10x goal is substitute what we're talking about about the health or weight goal for what it is you're doing and remember it's the six a's to increasing growth and performance right so let's get started so the first one we talk about is alignment and what alignment means in this specific example and how do we increase our 10x performance and growth alignment is what is our purpose whenever we start with anything we always have to step back and realize what is the big purpose of my life because if i don't tie it into that i will lose interest quickly and and it seems uh overkill to if i'm setting a weight goal or a health goal or a financial goal to step back and say well my real purpose in life uh, is to realize my God-given potential and help people magnify theirs. Well, uh, how does that apply to money and health? It, it, absolutely, it applies. But anyway, the first step that we want to accomplish is to step back and identify our purpose. Uh, most successful people, I think that one of the big areas, and I learned this from, from one of my very ultra-successful mentors, is the successful people in life have long-term outlooks. We're not looking at what can I do in a week. They're looking at, I need to set a three, five, 10 year goal, right? So the purpose or their focus is on a 10 year goal. And I've found in my life, when I've set those longer term goals, that's where this 10X concept comes into play. Uh, whatever I think is a goal, let's say a, a five-year financial goal, whatever I've thought, okay, well that that seems to be a big goal. Usually you can double or triple that. And that becomes a 10X goal because you're now making it uncomfortable and you're thinking about it. But I've rarely seen, and I mean rarely seen myself or other people I know as I watch them along the journey, that somewhere along the way when they started and then they had a big goal that they thought was out of reach, as they approached that long-term goal, they almost have always upped it. And so start right off and make this a 10x goal. Make it seem impossible. Make it seem ridiculous. If people aren't laughing at you, it's probably not a good goal. And so the first thing, again, is alignment. What is my purpose? What, what does God want me to do? What is my God-given potential that I developed? Why was I placed on this earth? What is my specific piece of this puzzle we call life? What is it that I can do? And other people call this the why. Why am I here? So this is a part one of the why. So again, number one and the six A's to increasing performance and growth is to align. What is the alignment? What, why am I here? The second one is assignment. Uh, 
This is the second part of the why in our life. And the assignment, uh, and again, this was developed in sports, but the assignment and how it applies to this uh, is my responsibility to myself, most importantly, and then to the others that I work with and serve. Let me step back a minute. So our alignment in step one, uh, in alignment as step one, in this specific goal, the health example, as I look at, I'm trying to realize my God-given potential to create as much value as I can for people to help them learn and, and have hope and then realize their God-given potential and then to create value for those around them and have it so on and so forth and to create a tsunami of hope. As I'm doing that, uh, the, the purpose for me becomes in this health goal is for me to do that, I want to do that for a long time. And to do that takes a lot of energy. And I can't do that from a hospital bed. And I can't do that, you know, being overweight. And I can't do that without energy. And I can't do that with a healthy body that can get up and move and do things and really push to the limit, right? So that in our health goal, and then same we can liken that to a financial goal or whatever that is. So in the step one, in our alignment, this health goal we're talking about, I can perform everything I do in life better if I have a healthy body, I have more energy, I can last longer, I can go longer, I live longer, I have excitement and energy and passion. So that's how we apply it. Again, to number two, our assignment. The assignment, once I know what my purpose is, is okay, well, how do I fit into that purpose of creating, uh, realizing my God-given potential, but to help many, many people realize their God-given potential. And that then becomes, I have an assignment or responsibility to myself and to those around me, whether it's a family I'm talking about or a team. Uh, and, and the assignment is, what are the expectations now that I know what my uh, purpose is? You know, what energy and passion do I have to bring to that? So that's the second why, uh, second part of the why. So the alignment and the assignment are the second part of the why. Uh, and the expectations I have of myself is I expect on my assignment is that's what I'm here for. I'm here to do that. I've been given God given ability to be a, to be a leader and, and to have, be, have success in my life and to make a lot of mistakes that hopefully I've learned from. Uh, I've always been a leader in my life, whether it was on any sports team or as an entrepreneur or in a large family or in a community. And, and I don't take that role lightly. Uh, and so as a leader, I have a responsibility to do that. And so now this health goal, how that fits in there is that for me to realize that responsibility, I need to be healthy. And so now, now that I know that that is, and so I'm going to pick in this example, a specific goal. And again, it's just for simplicity, but add and substitute your goal into this example and you come up and work along the way for your own goal. So in this goal, we're going to want to lose 100 pounds. And so the action steps, which is the number 3A, is action steps. We want to simplify this. This has got to be simple and easy and not complex. We only want two, maybe three steps that we do, right? It's easy to come up with a 72-point game plan. We're going to wake up at 2 in the morning and do these 93 things, simplicity works. And we got to focus on the process, but simplicity works. We talked in the past about lead indicators. The Covey 
group brought that up and they talked about instead of looking at the end of the month to see how you did, determine what that goal is and what are the indicators that you can do on a daily basis that lead you to that goal. Uh, and so they call those lead indicators. And that's what we're talking about. What are the two or three lead indicators or simple daily tasks that we can do daily that when we add those days up, we'll add to this 100-pound weight loss. And so two or three simple things we could do is uh, to exercise 30 minutes of cardio per day with my heart rate at a rate of 110 beats per minute. Number one. Number two, don't take in more than 2,000 calories uh, and or X number of grams of sugar. And then three, to drink 12 glasses of water a day. Now, that's, a, again, an example. So those three simple things. We all agree that it, most all of us at any time could easily do those steps on a daily basis. You notice that each one of those were specific and measurable. They have to be specific and measurable. I cannot say in this specific goal, I need to work out every day and eat less. That doesn't work because workout is that getting up and walking to the fridge. And instead of having 12 donuts, I only have six. So that's, that's a funny concept, but they have to be specific and measurable. And so that's the third step is the action. And the most important part of that step is the process. The energy we have needs to focus on the process, not the goal. So I need to think daily about the working out, the heart rate, the number of minutes, the calories, the grams of sugar, those things, the glasses of water. If I focus on the process and I seize the day and I forget about the future and I trust as little as possible in what I do tomorrow. That's where this concept of carpe diem sees the day, but trust as little as possible to the future. I don't want to trust anything. Well, tomorrow, I'll, tomorrow I'll do that. Today I'm going to have that extra donut. Don't trust that tomorrow I won't. It's got to be seize the day. Today's the day. This is the only day that counts. It's the only day you ever get because tomorrow never comes. This is key. Focus on the process. This third part or the action is the how. The first two are the why. Why are we doing something? This is the how. Don't ever start with how do I do something. Don't ever start with a goal. For example, I'm going to run a marathon. Uh, how do I do that? That's the least successful way to do that because it will never happen. The number one way to do that in this example is to say, why do I want to run a marathon? Well, I want to get healthy. I want a long-term goal to improve my self-esteem. I know that running over a long time, I could lose weight. So I want to improve my image. I'm going to improve my health. The, and I don't want to die. That's the why. The how is easy. We have to get the why burned into our brain, right? And so that's the third step. The fourth step in the six A's of increasing performance and growth with a 10x goal or life is assessment so we've had our alignment or our purpose our assignment or the responsibility we have to myself or team the action or the simple daily steps or seize the day that lead to that 10x goal assessment is 
keeping track. How am I doing? How do I know what I'm doing if I'm not keeping track? The reason we have a specific measurable goal with numbers is to keep track. Again, if I say I'm going to work out every day, how do I assess that? Some days I'll say, yeah, I will walk into the refrigerator. That was a work. I'll count that today. But if I truly count and have a specific measurable goal, I can measure that. If I can measure it, I can create a tracking mechanism or a scoreboard. It's easy in sports to look at a scoreboard and see if you're winning or losing, right? And so as we do that, if you do not have a scoreboard, you have no idea. You might think you do, but I've found that emotions come into play, not facts. And every time in business, whether it was me or my team, specifically a team, as we thought about how do we do yesterday? How do we do last week? How do we do last month? As we left it up to emotions or feelings, they say, oh, I feel like we did really well. And then we might have had the worst month in the last three or four. And so it don't re rely on emotions or feelings to get you anywhere. It's got to be factually based. It's got to be tracked and you got to be able to keep score on a daily basis. This is a must do step or you will fail. We also in this area, it's called assessment. I can tell you when I self assess myself in most areas, I don't have a fully accurate picture, right? It, <laughs> honest self-assessment is probably one of the most difficult we ever do in life. What we need to do is introduce a mentor or a coach into our life who will give us true, honest feedback. It, without that part of it, we truly cannot get to the next step, no matter who we think we are or what we think we can do. It is 100% proven by my actions in life that you cannot get to the next level if you don't have a mentor or a coach holding you accountable, pushing you. Because what you would see, if you could do it, we would all be perfect. And that's the point is we can't. And so assessment is the fourth A. The fifth A is we adjust. After we've set our purpose, we know what our responsibility is, what our action steps are, how do we keep track? Well, what's the next common uh, sense thing we do is how am I doing? You know, what, how am I doing on that scoreboard? And I can assure you that growth is not a systematic, perfect, linear growth. It's an up, down, up, down, up, down, right? And so that point of that adjust or the fifth A is that once we get feedback, honest feedback from a mentor, a coach, a scoreboard, or a tracker, we have to adjust. Remember, never adjust the goal. Adjust the game plan. Instead of saying, eh, I don't really want to lose 100. I think 50. 50 is better. I'll, I'll lose 50 pounds. Don't do that. Don't do that. Always adjust the game plan. Do not adjust the goal. It's too easy to do that. And when we do it, then all we've just done is continue to lower our ideals. And we will literally step ourselves into oblivion. Uh, communication is the key here. If we're specifically talking about uh, running a team or a business, when you adjust, that's where most of us CEOs, entrepreneurs, and leaders uh, blow it. I know I've done this a lot. When we make adjustments, I would make adjustments all the time. I was assessing 
getting input from coaches, looking at spreadsheets, looking at numbers almost ad nauseum. And I would make adjustments all the time. Where my breakdown came was I did not communicate that well to those that reported to me or to my team. And so if you're not communicating exact expectations to your team, it's absolutely your issue when they don't perform up to capability. Communication as a leader is one of the worst uh, skill sets that we have. Uh, so climbing the mountain, I love that example of adjusting. So when I'm at the bottom and I, I love the hike, is when I'm at the bottom of the mountain, I can see that trail perfectly. And yet as I get up that trail, I get to a point say, oh gosh, I, I just got over this hill and I didn't see that to go up that path. I got across that ravine or across this rock edge or there's something I couldn't see until I got here now, right? And so the adjust comes every day along the way. We're adjusting, but again, adjust the game plan, not the goal. And then finally, the sixth A in this process is simply again. Again, just means repeat the process. Now that we've adjusted, we've communicated to the team, now we just start over and we keep remembering, does that adjustment I made fit in my alignment or purpose? If it does, great. Now I have to reassign myself. Okay, well that adjusts, that that alignment, uh, this new adjustment as we run it through our purpose. Okay, that's, that's in there, that fits, that's good. Then we just kind of keep repeating that process. And it's literally that process start to finish, start to finish daily, weekly, monthly, literally will lead to these steps that create tremendous success. Uh, one of these goals, uh, one of the quotes that I heard that really, really hit home to me, especially this last little period of my life, and I'll share with you, but this, this quote said, all the gold in the world cannot buy a dying man one more breath. So what does that make today worth? And that uh, quote was by Og Mandino. All the gold in the world cannot buy a dying man one more breath. So what does that make today worth? Uh, in my family, in, uh, in the last several months, we've gone through a couple of deaths. Uh, I've got some people very close to me that are struggling uh, physically now. Uh, and it, it just brings to mind, unfortunately, as human beings, a lot of time we need to have tragedy enter our lives to recalibrate us, to make us step back and seize the day and do not always be fighting for tomorrow. How do I get there tomorrow? We need to trust as little as possible to the future and we need to seize today. Don't let it take a tragedy or a hardship in your life to uh, humble us or to make us realize we have zero control over anything in life other than today. We literally get one heartbeat at a time. We get lulled to sleep that this heart beats for 10, 50, 80, 100 years, 60 to 100 times a minute, and it just is always going to happen. But there is one time that heart's not going to beat. So we need to seize the day, seize every heartbeat we can. Don't trust anything to tomorrow. Maximize today. Focus on the process. 
simplify everything, simplify everything, do one, two, three things to the best of your ability every day that lead to the long-term goal, track it, make it specific. Uh, always look to adjust when you do adjust, if you're in a team or a business, communicate that to people exactly outline, get input from them, always adjust, and then always repeat that process. Um, if there's one thing we can do, and the happiest of people are those who do it to the limit of their ability, we can be completely present. That quote is what we started with. My, uh, my wish for myself and hopefully to you is it's starting right now, today, that we can be completely present. I can tell you from experience, it's an absolute process. So hard. I literally still to this day am repeating in my mind, focus, focus. And as I'm doing that, I'm realizing I'm not even focusing. I'm focusing more on the conversation or the topic, but I've got to get to a point where that doesn't have to be repeated. So whatever it takes for you, step back, take a deep breath, really assess the beauty and the wonder that you have in your life today and in this moment. Uh, whatever's going on, uh, the sun will come up, it will be better, but learn, but seize the day. Uh, I can't tell you how grateful I am for the opportunity I have to serve you. Uh, again, our uh, purpose with this podcast is to help uh, more than a million people realize their God-given potential and once they do, to magnify that potential in the service of their family, friends, and neighbors. Uh, I hope this brings value to you as it does. And as we do, this will create a tsunami of hope. Uh, I think we're just starting that process. Seize the day. Uh, you are doing good things. I've heard so many good stories from uh, friends and uh, people I don't know. And uh, I'm just grateful for that opportunity. I do want to share, for those of you that waited to the end, I do want to share one thing with you. I've mentioned in a previous podcast that I don't remember, but it was back quite a ways. I, we talked about the law of attraction and how you state things and you throw those out to the universe and you focus on those and you believe in them and, they, and they, the universe has a way of making that happen. And I said that uh, at this, that point that uh, I would be on the Ed Milet podcast and uh, that he had one of the top podcasts in the world. And uh, as we were flying home uh, yesterday from uh, uh, Florida, we flew from Jacksonville, Atlanta, and then Atlanta to Salt Lake. And as we got on, the uh, they, they split my wife and I up and... Uh, we were lucky enough to sit in first class, but we always sit together. But for this one odd time, they split us up. And I, I was going to sit in the front seat uh, in number one, and she was going to sit in five. And at the last second, determined, I'll, I'll go to the back. And she likes the front. So I went to the back. And uh, as I got back there, I noticed sitting next to me across the aisle was uh, Ed Milet. And I, I just chuckled. And I thought, isn't this ironic? And so, you know, I didn't want to bother him. And uh, as we got to talking a little bit, uh, you know, I just talked to him a little bit. And uh, as we got off the airplane, 
in there, uh, we started talking. I was able to talk to him for about four or five minutes, and I just thanked him for the tremendous impact he's had on my life, and uh, was a you know an instrumental piece in me doing this podcast. I also told him of that statement that I had made on the podcast, and he was as gracious and kind as he could be. And he asked me about the podcast, asked me about the name. Uh, I told him that uh, I'm finishing up my book on the Uncle Jim effect. He wants me to send a copy. He gave me a contact name and number and info and wants me to send that. And I, I couldn't be more grateful. The reason I tell you that is that this uh, stuff that we're talking about is real. It works. Um, it's not fluff. It's not magic. And there's a thousand percent hard work behind it. And, and there's ups and downs. But uh, overall, faith and hope works. I believe that the universe that we put those things out to is our father in heaven. I believe his will or God's will is what the universe gives back to you. And it just has a funny way of working out that way, but it's easy to push that off and to say, Oh, that's a consequence. Uh, I heard a quote one time that said consequence is God's way of remaining anonymous. And I love that. And I've always remembered that. And so if it hasn't happened to you yet, it will keep the faith, keep the hope, but trust and believe that God has a phenomenally tremendous plan for you that you can't even fathom. It might, <clears throat> it might take a minute to get to it. Don't give up faith. You got to have hope. And I promise you it will happen. Uh, thank you so much. Continue to listen, uh, share with your family and friends. Hit the subscribe button and uh, thank you so much. So grateful for what you do for me and uh, Carpe Diem. Seize the day.